This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about milestone birthdays. Welcome, Amy McFarland. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> so, we've been kind of laughing about this topic at our office because. We realize the only people that really measure milestone birthdays the way that we're going to talk about them are little kids and the IRS. <laughs> okay, Mary, elaborate on that because that's funny. Nobody else measures half birthdays. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, when your kids are little, it's, I'm five and a half. Yeah, or, but I'm going to be six. That's right. <laughs> I never say I'm going to be 58. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the IRS has a couple of different ages where that half birthday is kind of a magical number. So I think it's just kind of funny uh, (laughs) that those are the two groups that care about that milestone. But we've got a few milestone birthdays that we want to talk about that impact people from a financial standpoint. And we thought this would be really good information for a show. Mm -hmm. All right. So the first milestone birthday that I want to talk about happens at age 50. The big five zero. <laughs> this is a good one, though. This is okay. a, a good one because this is the age where you can start to contribute more to some of your retirement accounts through something that's called a catch-up provision. Oh. And you can do it in the year that you turn 50. All right. So there might be a lot of things you don't like about the year you turn 50, <laughs> but being able to save more money on a tax-deferred you know, manner is yes. a good thing. It makes those black balloons maybe a little more gray. There you go. <laughs> so if you are um, 50 and you can do the catch-up contribution, what it means is that inside your 401k with work, you can add an additional $6,000 a year in contributions that you weren't able to before. And in your IRA, you can add an additional $1,000 a year. So it bumps up the amount and they call it a catch-up contribution. Okay. Okay. So think about that. Now, you don't have to wait until you're actually 50 years old to do it. It's the year that you turn 50 is the year that you're allowed to do that. All right. So you can do it at 49 and a half. Yeah. So if you turn 50 on December 31st, you got it. You got it just there in time. Oh, exactly. So, yep. Okay. The next age is actually 55. And this is kind of a, a... an age and a milestone that most people don't even realize is out there. All right. So when you're 55, if you separate from service from your employer and you have a 401k, Mm -hmm. then you actually have an option to take money out of your 401k without the IRS penalty that's typically associated with taking money out of it before you're 59 and a half. Oh. Okay. Okay. So most of the time people recognize the next milestone, that 59 and a half milestone is a big deal, which it is. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But age 55 works if you're separating from service when you are 55 or older And you have to take the money from the 401k directly to avoid the IRS penalty. You cannot roll it from a 401k to an IRA and then take it or you will Uh have the penalty. (laughs) (laughs) So it's tricky. There's some rules around it. But I'll tell you what, for people out there who are listeners that are going to retire early, Mm -hmm. that's a fantastic milestone to hit. Wow. 
You know, when you think about retiring early Mm -hmm. and you think about all the fun things that come with that, it'd be nice to be able to get at your retirement money early without penalty. Without penalty. (laughs) Gosh. So when you say, um, I think you said whatever, leave service or service, Mm -hmm. you're meaning when you leave a maybe a, a, a job company. Where you're, okay. Yes. Right. Yep. So when you separate from service, that's the technical words yes. for it. Yes. Yeah. That means that you have left your job. Okay. But if you leave your job when you're 54, it doesn't count. You have to leave your job when you're 55 for it to count right. okay. or the year that you turn 55. Okay. Um, now that's something, like I said, that's not really that common knowledge. Um, so it's a pretty big milestone to hit for people who are thinking about, wanting to retire early, or who if you've left a job but you haven't rolled your 401k over and you need to get some money out, there's there's some really good things to think about with that. Wow. Okay. So maybe that'll be the tip for the day for listeners who weren't <laughs> aware of that special milestone birthday. And what is that actually? Did you give that a name? Did you call it separation from service? Is that actually? It, it doesn't really have a specific IRS name. It's okay. just kind of what I would consider to be a little bit of a loophole in the tax code. Okay. And let me tell you what, I love the loopholes. <laughs> I'm all about finding tax breaks. <laughs> all right, so let's pivot then to the other one that I just mentioned. And this is probably the most commonly known milestone birthday when it comes to finances. And that okay. is the magical age of 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. So here we go with that crazy half birthday again. Yes. I sure wish that I could have been a fly on the wall. Of the meeting that decided 59 and a half. Yeah. It's Weighing just out so the weird. 60 to 59. Yeah. And maybe they just were undecided and they were half and half. So uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> said, All right. I just think the debate must have been interesting. And then yes. where they came up with that is just fascinating. Is the half, does it have to be exactly half? It does. Okay. Yeah. You have to be 59 and a half to be able to take out that money. Mm-hmm. Ah. So... What we're talking about is that this is the magic age when the IRS penalty for withdrawing money early from retirement accounts goes away for everyone. Okay. Okay? So if you have hit 59 and a half, you can take out money from your IRA. You can take out money from your 401k if you've left you know, service. If you're not there. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, you can do it without the IRS premature withdrawal penalty. Now, if you do it before you're 59 and a half, you're likely to have the premature withdrawal penalty. And on traditional IRAs and 401ks, that's generally 10%. Ooh, uh, that can be ouch. Yes, <laughs> it can be. Now, there's some other quirky rules. Like if you're in a simple IRA, you have a two-year rule. And if you take money out in the first two years, even if you are 59 and a half, there's a 20% penalty. Oh. So there's some quirky little things with some Mm -hmm. specific types of retirement accounts. But generally speaking, in a traditional IRA or in a 401k, then 59 and a half is the magic age that you can get out at without the IRS penalty. For sure you're going to have taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is that about death and taxes? Yeah. (laughs) Count on them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Gosh darn it. Now, sometimes people ask me if you have to be 59 and a half to take money out of your Roth IRA. And um, the Roth IRAs work a little bit differently. So the, the milestone birthday for a Roth IRA, it does play into it, but the, it means that after 59 and a half, and if you've held the account 
in a Roth format of some type for at least five years, then you can take the earnings out on a tax-free basis. Right. You can't take the earnings out tax-free before you're 59 and a half, no matter how long you've held it. But if you haven't held it at least five years, then even if you are 59 and a half, they're not coming out tax free. So there's a dual trigger on the Roth IRAs. And um, so when you're thinking about your retirement planning, it's important to make sure you understand that five year clock has to be ticking on your Roth IRA. And the age 59 and a half is not the only milestone trigger that you have to be aware of on that one. Okay. So, you know, some people, I just want to make mention of this too. Some people don't have a Roth IRA and not everybody's eligible to start one. But some people do have a Roth 401k, meaning that you've Mm -hmm. elected to use the Roth bucket inside your 401k. Now, my understanding is that having money in the Roth 401k does not start the five-year clock ticking on the Roth IRA. So if you have a Roth 401k and you want to roll it over into a Roth IRA when you retire, be careful and talk to your accountant because my understanding is when you roll it over is when the five-year clock starts ticking. (laughs) That makes sense on some levels. I can see that. So the clock doesn't matter on 401k side. It's not the Roth name. It's the IRA versus 401k. It is. That's that's the distinction. You're exactly right. Now, if you had a Roth IRA that you took out 15 years ago and you had $100 in it, and you never added anything to it since, the good news is your clock started ticking back then. (laughs) And you can roll your Roth 401k right over into it. But if part of your plan in retirement is to utilize your Roth 401k early on, you need to be aware that this five-year issue is something that you have to pay attention to or you're not going to be able to get out the gains on a tax-free basis. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about milestone birthdays. Yes, we are. One of the few areas where as you get older, it gets better. <laughs> you know, Mary, this is, uh, December is my birthday month, and I was born on the winter solstice, which I used to hear when I was growing up, oh, your birthday's the shortest day of the year. No. Oh. And when I was little, I think, oh, that figures, you know. <laughs> and then I got older, and I was out with some girlfriends, and I mentioned this, and they said, but it's the longest night of the year. I said, ah, oh. See, there's a mind. flip side to everything. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. The next milestone birthday that I want to talk about is age 62. So age 62 is, for most people, when Social Security can actually start. It's mm-hmm. where you can elect to take an early Social Security amount. Mm-hmm. Now, there are... <laughs> Over like 600 different ways that you can elect your Social Security. So we can't possibly go into all of them here. No. But I will just tell you this. If you're going to take Social Security early, you have to be careful that you're not making too much money somewhere else. You can make up to around $16,000-ish without impacting your early Social Security. But if you go over that, you're going to have to pay some of your Social Security back. Ooh. That's like the worst Ow. check in the world to write. <laughs> like we've paid into Social Security enough. We certainly don't want to write another check. Oh. 
So if you're going to start Social Security early, 62 is the magic age for that. All right. Now, the next big age following 62 when Social Security can start early is age 65. All right. And Amy, do you know what happens when you're 65? Uh, I know because I attend your seminars, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Medicare. There you go. (laughs) It's time for the wonderful world of Medicare to start. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of seminars, let me just share that we do have a retirement readiness seminar coming up on January the 11th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be held at the Sioux City Country Club, and we're taking reservations for that now. Yep. You can go out to our website at sterkfinancialservices.com, or they can call you, Amy, right? Yep. You can call me at the office, and um, I will be happy to make sure and save you a seat right there next to go. me. <laughs> If you want to meet the people you've been listening to, this is a great time to do it. Yeah, it's very informal and it's really packed with a lot of information. It is. It's about 90 minutes long and um, really gives you a good overview of what you need to do in order to get prepared for retirement. And one of the things you have to do is begin to understand how Medicare works. And one of the things I learned was whether or not uh, you're going to start taking your Medicare, you've got to sign up. For, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the benefits that come later on. and Right. You, or there's a penalty. <laughs> that There you go. The government loves their penalties, oh. don't they? Yeah. So if you don't sign up for Medicare when you're supposed to, if you don't sign up for the Part D, the yes. drug coverage, there's a penalty. And Amy, do you remember how long that penalty lasts? Forever. For the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> Super fun, right? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. So this isn't one that you want to mess up. So the Medicare has basically four moving parts that you have to be aware of. And we've done other shows about Medicare. And actually, if you don't know this, we have a podcast that's on iTunes that you can go back and listen to shows. You can go back and listen to them on our website. And then you can also listen to them on the radio show website, KSCJ. Right. So there's multiple ways that people can tie in to listen to these. And if podcast sounds techy, it's just going on the website, you hit the listen tab, and it'll pull them all up, and you double click. There you go. And it starts. <laughs> podcast really just means you're listening to people talk instead of like saying on the radio, <laughs> yeah, right? right. Okay. So back to Medicare. There's four moving parts. There's part A, there's part B, there's part D, and there's a Medicare supplement. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll notice I left out the letter C. There is something (laughs) called... (laughs) There you go. It should be. Um, There is a part C, but if you're doing like a part A and B, you typically don't do the C. But some people do C. It's a Medicare Advantage type of program. And you really need to talk to a Medicare specialist to understand which one of those is right for you. Mm -hmm. But more than often than not, people do the A and B and the D and the supplement. All right. All right, so remember that at the magical age of 65. Is there some wiggle room within your 60, when you turn 65? Is it like, I want to say you were saying maybe three months, within three months? Yeah, I prefer to um, have people go out and talk to the Medicare office three months before they're going to turn 65. Okay. Because that's going to give them enough time to make decisions and become aware of everything that they need to do. Okay. And in, okay. In Sioux City, that's the social security. Do you go to the? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It is. Okay. So a lot of times in, in cities, the Medicare and social security offices are the same place. Okay. Um, and then you also can do all of your signing up for things online now. 
Oh, nice. So that's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. facet of it, too. All right, the next age is age 70. We just keep climbing up the ladder of ages. We're into a new decade now. It's feeling younger and younger to me every year. Uh, That's not that bad. All right, age 70 is the age, which is the last age it would be smart to trigger your Social Security. Okay. Okay, so let me explain what I mean by that. Social Security for everybody has something that's called a full retirement age. Mm-hmm. And everybody's full retirement age is based on the year they were born. Okay. So this is where instead of even half birthdays, it gets even weirder because it's <laughs> things like 66 and seven months. Yes. I, as I was saying, I, I was born in December of 1959 and I just looked mine up, Mary, and my full retirement age is 66 and 10 months. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope you wow. stay at Cirque Financial yeah, all the you, way Mary. until then. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you see how quirky it is yeah. with the ages, and yeah. that's why we talk about this kind of thing yeah. all the time on this show. So we talked about how 62 is the earliest you can trigger mm-hmm. it. Your full retirement age is the age where you don't have any reduction in benefits if you take it. Mm-hmm. And you also can make as much money doing anything else you want mm-hmm. at that point in time. Okay, so there's no income restriction anymore when you hit your full retirement age. I can't list it as a milestone birthday because it's all over the place. It's all over the board because it's based on how when you were born. Mm -hmm. Right. But what happens between your full retirement age and age 70 is that every year that you delay taking benefits, your benefit increases by around 8 percent. So if you wait for a full year, it's around 8%. Now, people sometimes think it actually triggers on the annual basis, but the truth is that the 8% ratchets up month by month by month by month. So it's an incremental amount each month that you actually wait. All right. Okay. So, but it stops increasing at 70. 70. Right. (laughs) So there's no discernible benefit to anyone to delay taking their social security beyond age 70 because it's not going to get any bigger. Okay. And do I understand right when you get to your retirement your not your maximum but where you can reach full retirement then you can work you can bring in as much income additionally as you right. want. Right. Yes, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. So the like we talked about, see for confusing. <laughs> the, these two government programs are nothing but confusing. So having someone help you through this journey of figuring out when to maximize taking your Social Security, when to get started in Medicare, how to understand what Medicare options are the best for you, how to understand what Social Security options are the best for you. It's a process, and it takes time to understand. What do you think, with your experience, is the biggest or the the, the most confusing part of Social Security when you're visiting with people? I think that the most confusing part of Social Security is people understanding when's the actual best time for them to take it. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's case by case. It is case by case. <laughs> yeah. right? That's why it's confusing because there's no mm-hmm. one answer out there that everybody can just go look up and say, oh, yeah, this is what I should do. Correct. It depends on if you're married. It depends on if you're divorced. It depends on if you're widowed. It depends on if you worked or your spouse worked or how old you are and what other income you have and things like that. Okay. So... There's a there's also something that goes into the planning that not everybody knows about that 
you know, sometimes people will delay their social security until 70 because they're making other money Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily need that social security to live on. But also if they are on Medicare at that time, adding that social security might put them over an income limit called the high income Medicare beneficiary limit. And so if you're out there listening If your earnings are getting up there closer to the $100,000 mark in retirement, which for a lot of our listeners they are, then you might get hit with the high-income Medicare beneficiary surcharge. Mm. And essentially what that means is the government has the full right to double or triple or even quadruple the cost of your Medicare Part B. So normally it's like $125-ish a month. Okay. It can go up to as high as almost $600 a month if you're a high earner in retirement. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have any concept that this can happen. And that it triggers off of your income. So sometimes people are like, oh, sure, I'll just take my Social Security. And they (laughs) add another $30,000 to their income. And that triggers the high income. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. That was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) So be aware that that's something out there that can zap you. Okay. Okay, the last age that I want to talk about is age 70 and a half. <laughs> Let me go back to the, the half birthdays. All right, so, so far we've done age 50 with the catch-up provisions. Mm-hmm. We've done age 55 with the 401k separation from service. We've done 59 and a half with the IRS penalty being removed. Age 62 when Social Security can start early. 65 when Medicare can start 70, the last smart age to trigger Social Security. Mm-hmm. The final age is 70 and a half. Okay. And what I want to say is if you have a retirement account, you have to start a required minimum distribution when you're 70 and a half. Oh. And penalties are bad if you don't. It's a 50% penalty if oh. you miss it. Oh. So ah. I've saved the best one for last. <laughs> age 70 and a half, if you're listening, get your required minimum distributions done before the end of the year. They have to be done every year. And we hope these milestone birthdays have helped you understand some of the benefits associated with growing older and how they impact you financially. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.